Welcome to the very first episode of our brand new podcast, Life After Baby. I love being a mum and the girls are my my be all. And so even with the hectic days, I try to incorporate yoga into my life personally because I know it makes me be a better version of myself and a better mum. Mummers, you're listening to the Life After Baby podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Andy. And together we're Yoga Mummers. This podcast is your go-to for all things yoga, meditation and wellness, where we chat to influential and inspirational women who have dedicated their life's work to helping mummers and those-to-be live in flow. These are women we have connected with throughout our journey, and now we want you to be able to connect with them too, learning from their shared stories about how we as mothers can use the tools of yoga to create stillness amidst the chaos of mum life. Our guest today is Melissa Patterson, who I first met some years ago now during my first yoga teacher training. And since this time, Mel has gone on to have two beautiful girls and spends her days being a busy mum as well as working on her business that she shares with her husband, Clint, from their home base on Sydney's northern beaches. Mel is a yoga teacher and plant-based health advocate who has developed a lifestyle approach with her husband called the Patterson Program that has improved the lives of over 10,000 people worldwide suffering from rheumatoid arthritis. Her latest project is glowing and showing the Natural Pregnancy Guide which provides a step-by-step holistic guide to having the healthiest possible natural pregnancy. During this soulful conversation, we talk about her inspirational journey into motherhood, how growing up in a yogic household has shaped the way she shares yoga with her girls, and how she's adapted her practice now that she's in the throes of mum life. The overlap we have in our lives, including the way we see the world, makes us very humbled to share Mel's story with you. I'm Kate, joined by Andy, and this is Life After Baby. Hey Mel, welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and so thrilled to be a part of your new podcast series and just to take some time to talk about life after baby. Well, you have had a very remarkable journey, which started before you actually Mm. became a mama, which is when we first met. Can you share with us a little bit about yourself, your beautiful family and your extraordinary journey into motherhood? So as you mentioned, I have two gorgeous babes. I have Angelina, who's almost three, and Ariel, who is nine months old now. And they are the loves of my life. I, as mamas know, you live and breathe for your children. So I love them so much. And um, yeah, they're my everything. But there was one time in my life where we didn't, my husband and I didn't know if we'd be able to have children. And it all started back um, about 10 years ago. And as you can probably tell, I'm American and I've been living overseas in Australia for about 10 years now. And um, gosh, a decade. Wow, it goes by really quickly. (laughs) Um, I met Clint, my husband, who's Aussie, about 15 years ago when I was at uni studying abroad here. And um, so anyways, I made the move over to Australia and we were totally in love and planning our wedding and life is going great and Clint was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called rheumatoid arthritis and it basically life changed, life stopped 
um, it just, this is a really emotional story for me as well. So, um, yeah, everything just, the normal way that you spend your day just stops. And you're told that you have a disease that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And we just decided to start seeing doctors and research and, and what could we do um, to educate ourselves on what rheumatoid arthritis was and, um, and how it was going to affect Clint and the rest of our lives. And so we started seeing a rheumatologist and one of the first things that we were told was that Clint would not be able to have children um, whilst the disease progressed in when he started to take some very toxic medications because um, once you do have rheumatoid arthritis, that's one of the very first things that um, rheumatologists will do. We'll write you a script and he puts you on some medication. And so Clint and I looked at each other and you know our dream was to always have a big family and to have children. And instantly we just, on top of Clint's health being poor and it physically affecting him and our life, crushing our dreams of having kids so we we were told that this is um the worst disease that you could possibly get and that there's no cure and that he'd be on medication for the rest of his life and so i think most people would go home after that and just cry which we did and then maybe follow the path that most people follow which is guidance from their doctors and thinking that that's the only truth but we decided heck no, that's not going to be our future. That's not going to be our path. And it wasn't a future that we wanted Clint to have as far as pain and his health. And it wasn't the future that we envisioned for not having a family. So we spent countless hours researching and trying to find alternate paths to healing. And with the grace from the universe and insane determination and perseverance and lots of trial and error, um, we saw changes in Clint and he began to get well. And his rheumatologist could not believe it. He'd never had a patient in his entire career that began to reverse the rheumatoid arthritis and have no symptoms. And so Clint was able to come off all of his medication and reduced it little bit by little bit by little bit. And when we actually went to have our wedding in Hawaii, he had his medication bottle with him and stopped taking his medication. And from that point on, never took any ever again. And he was able to walk down the aisle with me at our wedding and was able to dance with me at our wedding. Whereas previously in the, in the year prior, he had days where he couldn't even walk up the stairs and couldn't drive a car and needed help getting around the apartment. Um, it's a very crippling autoimmune condition that attacks the lining in your joints. So this was like, you know, a dream come true. And once he was off his medication for six months, we were given the clear that we could finally make our dream come to a reality with having children. And the universe blessed us with two amazing, gorgeous little girls and they're my angels. So um, yeah, I, I urge anyone out there when you're told that you can't have children um, due to health condition or any reason, just, just try hardest because you never know what the outcome can be. And if we had taken that road that most people travel, he probably would still be on medication and we wouldn't have had the family that we have now. So yoga started for you at a very early age. Can you share a little bit of that story with us and also how that perhaps impacted yours and Clint's decision to go down the holistic 
health path with his diagnosis rather than a, a traditional Western medicine approach? So first, I'll just touch on um, how yoga started at such an early age for me, which I think might be quite different to many people's first experience with yoga. Um, I was really lucky and fortunate to have been born into, I guess you could say, a spiritual family. My, my mom had been vegetarian since she was probably the age of six and was following a meditation teacher. So I guess you could say I was in touch with yoga, the meditation side, in the womb with my mama. And um, from birth, from when I was born, I was always surrounded with, I guess you could just say a spiritual family that was um, very natural and spiritual minded. And um, we, my mom always basically led the way for showing these ethical virtues and spiritual stepping stones in life. So we, as a family, even went to satsang once a week, which is a Sanskrit word that means uh, meeting of truth. And so we met with just like-minded people to discuss all things spiritual and meditate and read spiritual scriptures. So at a really young age, I remember I was meditating at the age of three, and that was just sitting cross-legged, sitting silent next to my mama. And um, so I've been meditating since I was three years old, and my and why the gifts that it can give to you in your life just to help navigate and lead you throughout life um so that that's the the spiritual side of yoga that i first tapped into at a really young age and then i came to the physical asana side of yoga um later on in life but i think um having those foundations at a really young age i just i just had faith in me and a mindset that knew there's a reason that Clint was diagnosed with this. There's a reason why. I don't know the answer, but we're going to live through it and we will get from this really dark tunnel out the other side and see the light again. And so I think my role with Clint was really a supportive role, a role of faith. And on his dark days, being able to say, hey, we, will, we will come out through the other side and there's a reason for this. Um, and just a positive mindset. And, and he's a big believer in meditation as well and positive affirmations and um, spiritual living as well. So I think we resonated really highly on that together. Whereas maybe a lot of other people don't have a partner that believes the same way or lives the same way or has that support in the same way. And so it could be really difficult for someone going through um, getting diagnosed with a disease, not only a disease, um, going a trail alone. So I think just having that support in the same mindset in the same direction helped us work together as a team. Uh, Clint also has a very, he has a scientific background and he studied, studied laser physics at university. So with his, also coupled with his science background, we just researched our brains out and spent every waking moment um, applying ourselves to what doctors said was not possible. Um, and I'm so happy to say that, yes, um, he's been able to come out the other side. And with that, we knew that what we went through was for a reason. Um, what if we could take it all away, I don't know if we would, but uh, it, it was really hard five years. But we think the reason why we went through it was to basically help others.
With that, Clinton and I decided to put all of our findings together and create an online health program for people called the Patterson Program. And it basically helps people follow the same principles that we did to help Clint reverse his RA. And it helps not only rheumatoid arthritis, but other autoimmune conditions, as well as conditions um, throughout the body, um, mentally, with rosacea, with digestive issues. So it can really, across the board, help so many different things. And today, that's basically what we spend all of our time doing, is putting information out there to help others and just let them know that there is another way in, in life for them. So as well as Patterson Program, which is obviously a huge part of your family's life, you are a mom as well. Yes. I'm, I'm re- <laughs> we're really interested to know how how mum life is for you on a day-to-day basis and how you incorporate this yoga lifestyle that you've grown up with and you spoke about sharing these beautiful moments with your mum meditating at the age of three. I'm really interested to know how you share yoga with your girls and how you use yoga in your day-to-day mum life. That's a big question. Mum um, life is crazy as both of you know and with two it gets even crazier and I'm a nutter and I want to have three so who knows how it'll be hopefully one day. I love being a mom and the girls are my my be all and so even with the hectic days I try to incorporate yoga into my life personally because I know it makes me be a better version of myself and a better mom. So I try to get to yoga a couple times a week. Clint really helps make this possible for me to have, if I'm lucky, two classes out of the house where I can go to a studio and practice by myself in a classroom environment because I really love that. It always helps ground me um, moving and breathing with other people in a class. Um, Besides getting to class, I also practice yoga at home and those are the many, many days that I don't I can't get to a class or can't leave the house or I'm just really busy being mom. Um, we have a gorgeous back deck at our house that we I use and I roll up my yoga mat. I said we because I always end up going out there and without a doubt, I might get one minute in, a lucky five minutes in, but I hear the pitter-patter of little feet and normally Angelina comes and hops on my mat and joins in with me. And then other days I have the jumperoos set up right in front of my yoga mat and then Angelina comes out as well. So it ends up being um, a family experience. And as well as Clint, I actually have to give him some props. He actually comes and joins in quite often because yoga is a really big part of his life. So we end up having family yoga on the deck. So (laughs) it's not like your normal, um, you know, it doesn't give me the same thing. Obviously, it's going to class, but it is so beautiful to step back and to see at such a young age, um, Angelina's understanding of yoga how important it is for mommy and daddy. And she knows that when daddy does yoga, daddy's knee feels better. She knows daddy goes to yoga because daddy's body feels better because daddy used to not be well. And so she says, daddy, go do your yoga. And she says, mommy, go do your yoga. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it's the sweetest thing on the planet. But I, you know, me growing up in a yogic household, I've always wanted to um, create that same environment for my girls because it really shaped and molded me to become who I am today. And I wanted to um, offer them that spiritual sanctuary as well in their childhood. So 
she she's definitely involved with the yoga practice as far as hopping onto my mat and knowing about different postures and knowing that it's good for the body, healthy for the body, and great to move and to breathe. And Ariel just, you know, she just happily jumps away in her jumper as she watches mum. But besides the physical, you know, asana and yoga yoga postures that we do together, the girls definitely um I've just I've talked with Angelina a lot about meditation, probably even at the age of 18 months to two years, she was understanding a lot more. And she now has I mean, full-blown conversations with me. She's an articulate little one. She speaks like she's five or six sometimes. It blows my mind. And so she really understands when I take the time to explain to her, you know, it's time to be quiet. It's time to meditate. It's time to, to go within. And so we, we often take some, some quiet timeouts together. And she practices closing her eyes and just just being quiet and just just looking within herself and taking some deep breaths. And it might only last a minute. I mean, let's be honest, she's she's quite little, but her understanding that it's it's good and it's amazing to sit still, even if it's just for a short time, to close down her eyes and look inside herself is very powerful. I think starting now. So hopefully she can grow and have her own meditation practice throughout her life. But she definitely, um, yeah, she's pretty amazing that she knows it's time to, to meditate or time to do some, some yoga breathing. She's, I, I calm her down sometimes in yoga breathing. If she's really upset, I put my hand on her chest and we take big, deep breaths in, big, deep breaths out. And she just feeling a little heart race and, and her calming herself down with her own breath is just a really beautiful tool as well to teach her. So Ariel has a little bit more to learn, obviously, because she's young, but um, I, I'm hoping that I'm setting a great example for the girls from a really young age. It's phenomenal how kids just get it, isn't it? It just blows oh, my mind yeah. how intuitive they are and they can just teach us oh so much. Yes. So let's move on. How has your yoga practice changed since becoming a mum? Well, I think. My yoga practice pre-babies, when it was just Mel, um, it was at a time where I had had a lot of time. And I was, in, I, I at one point was in between work even, and my work was basically creating the Patterson program with Clint and going to yoga class. And so I, it was such a big part of my life. I would sometimes be that yogi that did three classes a day two classes a day, every day of the week. It was all about the asana. It was about, you know, building my strength, but I loved it. Like it was just, it was a really big, 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 big part of me in my life. And um, after becoming pregnant, I still pra had a practice, but obviously it, it tapers very, very quickly. I still remember I was in a vinyasa class and I was doing a chaturanga and I thought to myself, this is, uh, this is my quick memory story of when I first realized I might be pregnant. But I was doing a chaturanga and I was, it was dripping, it was a hot yoga class. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I have never been this tired in the chaturanga before. What is my body doing? Like, I, I feel like I can't even like breathe and push myself up, what's going on? And this is like, you know, I'm used to doing two classes a day sometimes. Um, 
And then I got home and I think the very next day I took a test and I was pregnant with Angelina. And it was just that, that intuition, even then, as like, even then as a mama, that something had shifted in my body, something was not the same. And it, it was from that moment on that my practice changed. And after pregnancy and after delivering her and having also after delivering Arielle and having two amazing pregnancies, healthy pregnancies and and really wonderful, um, healthy deliveries as well. My yoga practice had a big shift. And I think every mama, I'm guessing many mamas, have this similar experience where um, you don't get to your mat, first of all. You're so tired, you're exhausted, you're wiped. Um, basically, you're not living for yourself anymore. You're living for a tiny human or two tiny humans or more. And the time that you once had is just has evaporated it's not there and you might not even bend down and touch your toes for six months you know so <laughs> I remember like just thinking wow the first time I rolled out my mat and went to a class my body is so different everything has shifted and what I used to think was important in class like is not important anymore just the important thing actually now is getting to class or just giving myself some sort of time on my mat, whatever that is. Like it doesn't need to be an hour, hour and a half. It doesn't need to even, it can just be five minutes. So just, I think my practice has shifted. Just give myself some time, whatever that time is. Um, it's much gentler. I'm much more calmer and present and completely present because I'm so, um, precious about the time that I am actually getting to practice yoga and in restorative as well and just really in tune with my body the things that I used to be able to do without even thinking of might be a bit harder now and I think it, it definitely makes me a better yoga teacher um, I'm more in tune with my body to be able to explain things to to students and my daughters when I'm teaching them or our online clients so I'm just much more in tune with my body um, calmer gentler and just really present with the time that I can give it. I think that's beautiful and so true to mum life, isn't it? Having to really roll with what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. but just getting those precious moments of me time, no matter how small, are so crucial. Let's wrap up what has been such an inspiring and relatable conversation. If you had to describe what life after baby means to you using a single word what would that be i really like this question when you asked me um, um and my husband before because we, we talked about some topics that we might chat about in this podcast life after baby and my husband immediately said tired you're tired <laughs> and i was like okay very true i'm freaking tired but for me the word that um instantly I thought of and resonated with was surrender mm. and um, I don't think that's a word that many people would think of or choose um, especially maybe some yoga some mamas out there that are not yoga mamas mm. um, a lot of people can think the word surrender means giving in or losing some sort of battle or throwing in the towel but to me um, it's surrender is a surrendering to the higher power surrendering to let things go and let things be and just be present and i think i had to surrender um, this vision of 
the type of mom that everyone thinks that you have to be, um, how my kid might have to be, why is my baby not doing this or that, and, and constantly analyzing myself, being anxious about uh, I'm not – I'm not doing what I used to be doing. How come I'm not that Mel that was going to so many classes a week or able to have time to do this, that, or the other? Um, surrendering to realize that I can be a new version of myself, a mom. And I'm the same person, but I'm, I'm transformed into something even better and brighter. And it's not something that I think I've mastered. I think I'm constantly working on the concept of, of surrendering to mom life. Um, and in general into life but I think if that's my concept and my word that I can resonate with it's it's definitely it not just for being a mom but for being in life um, letting go being present and um, that just makes me the happiest version of myself not comparing myself to anything or the ego that thinks that I should be this or that mm. I just have goosebumps right now because I can completely relate to so much of that particularly the comparison factor, thinking that we need to be like other mums and when all we really need to do is just come into a state of presence and feel into being ourselves and the great mums that we are. So thank you so much, Mel, for being our first guest on our Life After Baby podcast. It has been an absolute honour and we are so grateful that you agreed to come on as our first guest. Uh, thank you, ladies. I love everything that you guys are sharing with the world and I'm so thrilled again to be part of your amazing podcast and thank you for having me. Well, there you have it, mummers. Thank you so much for joining us for our first Life After Baby podcast interview with the beautiful Melissa Patterson. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we loved creating it. We'll be releasing one podcast per month for the remainder of 2017 that you can access via iTunes or the Yoga Mamas website. All you need to do is head to yogamamas.com.au forward slash podcast to access this and future episodes as well as each guest's answers to how they incorporate yoga into mum life. I'm Kate, joined by Andy, and this has been Life After Baby.